What's up, Pop-Tart Nation? Welcome to the Tarty Party. My name's Inevitable Mike. Of course you know because you're listening to this show right now. And I want to thank you for listening to this show. I appreciate it. What I wanted to talk about real quick in this commercial break is Wild Oni page on Facebook is up. You can go to hashtag Legend of the Wild Oni or at Wild Oni or just go to Facebook, type in Wild Oni. Go like the page, subscribe, lots of cool updates. I'll be posting two, three times a week there. And if you don't know, go to the blog on comics and and pop-tarts.com where you can leave me a voicemail, potentially be heard in the show. Let me know what you like about Wild Only, what you're looking forward to, what you like about the show, what you'd like to see or hear on the show. And maybe if you have a suggested guest, maybe I could make an active goal of making that requested guests a guest on the show so you can hear from them always appreciate emails comments go subscribe to this the comic substack newsletter always always leave open comics there for fans to go in and comment on my newsletter i appreciate you guys all around the world in all the 11 countries that i know of and possibly more who listen to the show every week i appreciate it now back to the tardy party show everybody my name is inevitable mike live from the tar cave to the tardy party as always thank you for listening from all the countries around the world many blessings to you on these the uh, abundant of of halloween season abound us uh welcome in a special guest tonight my buddy nick gibson hey How you doing, man? I'm what's up man good, actually cool cool lots of lots of things happening in the comic world uh, lots of independent creators out there grinding, hustling, thriving, page churning, making sure things are going right. Tonight we're talking about your new book, Screecher. Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, caught me off guard, man. When uh, last time we were on the show, you're talking about your second book, uh, Twenty One Hundred Samurai, issue number two. Uh, a lot of people, including myself, might be wondering why I switch up titles and and bring out something new. Well, uh, Torn Samurai is is still on the docket. Uh, that one's actually planned for next spring. I just wanted to create kind of a quick detour because, like, I noticed a bit of a hole kind of in, in my market where, like, uh, a lot of people at conventions and whatnot, they tell me, like, they like the book, but they couldn't buy it because they're buying for their child or whatever because it's a mature-rated book. And so, I, basically, I wanted to create a book that was more general audiences, that had a bit more wide appeal because Torn Samurai... While it's a really good book and I like it, I'm going to still continue it. It is a bit of a niche product, uh, and it you know the people who who like it like it, but like it's not you know kind of, I want it something with a bit more wider wider appeal, which is why I kind of took this kind of side quest and did Screecher, and then the, both of those are going to run in parallel going forward. Gotcha. And what can what can you tell us about Screecher, man? Oh, I can I can tell a, a good bit. It's basically in. Uh, the, the tone of it is very much kind of a, an homage to, like, the DC comics of, like, the late 90s, early 2000s. Kind of think, like, a lot of the Chuck Dixon-era batman S stuff, you know, like the Batman, the Nightwing, Young Justice, you know, a lot of those con comics of that era. You know, it, it's basically, that was kind of like the prime time that, that I, myself, was 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 reading comics, and I, I kind of wanted to, to bring back that, that kind of era. 
I like the old uh, Batman uh, Batman movie, The Phantom. That was one of my favorite <laughs> childhood Batman movies. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a good one. So, so Screecher is is a what a, a Batman esque DC. The, yeah, late 90s, definitely. early 2000s inspired montage. Uh, tell us about the concept of Screecher. I mean, was it completely inspired by by the Dark Knight and, and all, his, mean, all his really partially. cool gadgets? Uh, it was kind of a, a basically, there's three different heroes that Screecher is kind of a mishmash of. Uh, basically, you got Batman is like the main one, and then costume wise, I also took inspiration from uh, Moon Knight. Which, if now that you now that I said it, you can probably see it. And then also the cape I directly took from Dove from Titans, like the Titans TV show on HBO Max, like that, love that. that very. Yeah, and I loved her character and whatnot. So it's kind of a mishmash of those three. Gotcha. I don't know. I was a I was a Hawk fan, but I'm I'm biased towards the actor, <laughs> and I really liked yeah. him and his 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 show on. Uh, He's on quite Amazon the reacher. He's quite yes. the reacher. <laughs> he is quite the reacher. Uh, and your character's quite the screecher, so I'm. I'm oh surprised my that, god, uh... that fits so well! Bravo, <laughs> sir, bravo. I was surprised that uh, you didn't throw in like the Black Canary or Supersonic, uh, some of those, you know, well, Banshee act- type characters. Well, actually, funny you should mention that. Uh, it's kind of you kind of gave me a good segue into like her power set. So the suit gives her, you know, kind of some certain abilities. Like uh, her main mode of, of like of of like weapons is she can have like claws come out, kind of Black Panther style. But on her wrist, on her left wrist, it, you got a grappling hook kind of thing, and then on the right wrist is a dial. You got like a flashlight, laser mic, and then you have a sonic cannon. You know, kind of like a canary cry. Gotcha. That's where the screecher part come, comes in. And then uh, she can fly kind of like a la Batman Beyond-esque kind of thing where, like, she's got rockets in her boots and then, like, the cape becomes wings and whatnot. It's pretty sweet. <laughs> like a lab built this hero. We have the technology. <laughs> well, more like, the, more like the entire engineering department of University of Michigan, but who's counting? <laughs> Man, that's, that's pretty awesome. So, so you're referencing... Um, uh, uh, you're referencing the 90s and the early 2000s, and mm-hmm. you're specifically mentioning DC. Now, one of the one of the one of the unique things about DC, opposed to Marvel, is that DC has always been really intuitive about the breakdown of like powers and mechanisms and kind of their engineerical side. We haven't seen really much of that from Marvel since the Jack Kirby age. Mm-hmm. He, he was really he was really minuscule, and even Stanley. And some of the other creators from that era up until like the 90s were very, very detailistic on like power sets and the science and all that. Are we going to get some of that in Screecher as well? Uh, yes and no. I'd say like I do at least try to approach the suit with like some degree of logic. Like there is no like, uh, like, oh, this goes into a black hole. You know, there's, you know, kind of thing. You know, <laughs> I, I do fudge, I do fudge things here and there with the rule of cool, but like most of the power sets, I, I, tend to go on a plausible enough kind of tier. Like if it can, if, if, if the, the normal person can see be like, okay, I could, I could get how it works. And if, even if it's not like technically feasible, it's like feasible enough. That's kind of the, the, the parameters I operate on. So we won't be getting a, uh, a void instructional 
like a presentation like in the flash like this is carbon and fiber infused steel optical <laughs> no no there will be no powerpoint there will be no powerpoint presentations in this comic oh that's sad i really like that character <laughs> i mean that the, you, then you got the flash so yeah i mean that's that's i don't know he, he runs fast that's he runs yes fast. yes yes you can say he runs uh he, you can say he gets to the places in a flash <laughs> god that's so overused <laughs> i i regret uh, nothing <laughs> they've uh they've had to to really just spin his power set in the last 20 years to even make him relevant or else he would just be like that guy that comes in to catch the catch superman's haymaker in a, in a justice league book i mean uh, like honestly opinion. flash is so freaking powerful that like I, it's 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 crazy how powerful he is they 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 had a chance man they had a chance in metal to make flash a fucking supervillain and they just they gave it to Batman. They basically said, "Well, Batman, Flash." I mean, if you want to do the Flash, it, we got the Reverse Flash. That's what we got the Reverse Flash for. Oh well, shit. Well, duality. Toast to them then. Uh... <laughs> I like to see a storyline where they where they uh where they where they say, um, "Well, Reverse Flash and Flash are, are the same in the two. They're just the running parallel, the parallel of each other. And every time they encounter one another." Because one's sitting on one plane, and the other sitting on the other plane, and they're just looking at each other in the middle. <laughs> that would I blow some it, minds. That yeah, that would definitely be a wow moment. Well, yeah, because it goes all goes back to that. I don't know. Have you watched Florida Love and Thunder? No, I haven't yet. Now, no, no, not yet. Well, anyways, they explain it in in the first Thor. And she explains it to this kid in a book where she talks about how. Uh, bending space and time for like the bifrost and how they travel and shit yeah like if you if you fold a piece of paper in half one side of the paper is is one universe and the other side is another universe and basically all you're doing is what the guardians of the galaxy do this giant hexagonal wall and they just burst through it so they're just folding space and time on top of each other i was just like huh and i, I was watching flash the other day and i was like dude what if those two were just the same people? I, I kind of I mean, was suspecting that the first time I saw Flash when it came out in the CW way back in the day. But uh, it turned out not to be that. I mean, I think in later seasons they did have like an evil Barry Allen played by Grant Gustin. I think uh, Savitar, the God of Speed, was actually turned out to be Barry Allen. Oh, yeah, maybe. Okay, okay. No, yeah. I wanted to do the first Flash, though. Fuck Savitar. <laughs> so you wanted to be uh, 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 Jake Eric? You talking about the dude in the uh, the big suit? Yeah. Well, a lot of them, they're all in suits, but like the big silver one that was mostly CGI. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's the one that almost killed uh killed his uh, his girlfriend wife. I can't remember I, her name. I think so. Yeah. It's I, been I, I watched the show. Is it Isis? Uh, Iris. Iris. Fuck. <laughs> Uh, it's been a while. I dropped, I dropped that show so long ago. Listen to me, man, ISIS. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. Are they even around anymore? Like, is are they even still a thing, or, or are they just a dated reference? I'm um, I'm sorry. They're they're all terrorists in my book. You can't. Well, just well, yeah. Well, yeah. Just that, that, out. 
No, like, no. <laughs> like one Muslim one day just got super mad about being a terrorist. Like, you know what? This is bullshit. We're going to brand. We're going to brand ourselves. We're now ISIS, <laughs> which we all know. Oh. We all know was a branded, paid, paid and bought for by the British government. With, you know, Central Intelligence Agency and beneficiaries from the Americans, you know, state government. Mm. I'll make sure to put my iron bars on my door tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, and if I, if I hear that you uh, committed suicide by shooting yourself in the back of the head, I'll, I'll know what's up. Yeah, yeah. Please tell the world it wasn't an accident. And no, my wife didn't do it. She, she could barely hurt a fly. I mean, if the gloves don't fit, you must have quit, so. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's really true, though. Like, frog in the bathroom the other day. Yeah, plus I imagine she has very tiny hands. She can't fit into your gloves. Yeah, and, and all the guns. She doesn't, uh, the gloves that, like, an assassin would wear, I doubt she could fit into those gloves. It'd be, like, yeah. you know, yeah. hero's all, arms. All the, all the guns in my house, they're, they're, they're not loaded, and none of them are even remotely close to the bullet's are the calibers that you're going to find in suicide. So just know something's up, everybody, if, if I come up disappeared. Wait, how, wait, he used he a chamber that, 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 that there are no other rounds of that in the house. How did that happen? Did he just buy one, did he just buy one round and he, he killed himself with a gun that he doesn't even own? How did he get that gun? Oh, wait, the gun mysteriously disappeared. Oh, wait, the bullets disappeared. They'd really have to explain killing me because, you know, I've been I've been on and off again work the last year and a half. I mean, they could spin it in the media. Be like, oh, yeah, he's depressed. He's not a job. He graduated college. He's a flesh out. No major yeah. goals. You know, but he's also very he's also very limber that he was able <laughs> to, like, take take the gun and shoot himself in the head. And it, it's not not like he reached around. He actually angled it. <laughs> So the gun is straight up. Like this guy has like some seriously good uh, limber strength. He's got to. He's he. You can tell he does his stretches every day because like it's perfectly like flush. Yeah, you know, like you would swear it was someone else, but no. He, he this guy's just really good with the stretches. I'm I'm so great. I was chosen, and I missed the wanted sequel. I bent my bullet around the room. <laughs> uh, you you are the one, Neo. <laughs> I got lots of windows. Let's stop giving my enemies ideas. <laughs> So, uh, live on Indiegogo, man. Is that the only platform you're gonna you're gonna be on? Uh, right yet? now, the signups are live. I'm at the campaign itself goes live October seventh. Oh, nice, nice. Um, have you considered? Have you, have you considered like taking Screecher on like a campaign? I've noticed this trend, and and I noticed it's being very successfully done. Where even if you don't like Kickstarter, there's still an audience that only does Kickstarter. There's still an audience that only does Indiegogo. And now you have BackerKit with Crowdfunder. I mean, you could put this book on a campaign tour. You might walk away with, you know, triple your money. Well, as far as uh, the, the Kickstarter question, um, it is actually something that I've been considering. And basically uh, where I'm at is... If Indiegogo is successful, I will probably launch a Kickstarter as well, just just to kind of, you know, for those kind of people. If it's not, I'm going to kind of take that as indication that maybe not quite ready yet. But if the campaign is successful, I will be launching a Kickstarter. Well, I mean, you got you to put the traffic out there. Well, yeah, I've, I've been doing that. I've been pounding the pavement pretty hard ever since I launched the signups. I'm already, I'm already at 50 signups, and the signups haven't even been uh, live for a week. Oh, nice, nice. So you're practically funded then. 
Well, well, the sign up. So those are the people who signed up be notified when it goes live. I haven't even done the campaign yet. Gotcha. gotcha. Well, yeah. you get about you get about twenty percent of your signups. Twenty thirty percent. Twenty yeah, thirty. So it's about. I'm, I'm 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 doing pretty good. My, I'm trying to do like at least five signups a day, and I've been doing that every day. So uh, at this rate, I should be uh, by the time I go live, I should have about maybe between a. Uh, Hundred and hundred and fifty signups. That's that's kind of my guess. I just had a just out of curiosity, man, for anybody who might be listening who's doing the same thing you are, the same thing I am. Well, h- how do you choose your your marketing methods? I mean, do you do it all by yourself? Do you have help? Social media uh, platform? Do you use multiples? How you do it, man? Uh, well, pretty much, I I do things about on my own. I mean, I do ask for people for help. Um. And as far as uh, social media platforms, my home base is Twitter. I do a lot of stuff on Twitter. Um, as far as other stuff, I do do YouTube. Uh, I collab with people a lot. Like I got this guy Jared from Comics League. I'm pretty much a permanent uh, co-host on on his shows every week, so that kind of helps me get get me out there. Um, a lot of it's just collaboration and just putting yourself out there in a positive manner. Like on my Twitter. I post a lot of memes and I try to be very positive and try to, you know, interact with people in a positive way, you know, like, um, and I've kind of part, cause like, and because I've been doing lots of memes, I started creating screecher related memes because the people who, who, a lot of people who come to my, my Twitter, they do that because, Oh, he posts a funny memes. And so I post funny screecher memes. And so it's like, Oh, okay. Ha ha. Funny screecher meme. Oh, I want to support his book, you know? So it's a good, it's a good kind of segue from it and uh, i've seen pretty good results from it that's an interesting marketing technique i don't think i've ever heard of that one before the, the, the joke i like to do is can i ship post my way to success i don't know but i'm sure gonna try <laughs> i mean it can't hurt i mean if you lose anything i mean you can't uh, so. i mean as far as my twitter follower count it has exploded like uh i'm sitting at uh 920 followers on twitter right right now like uh, let me let me kind of like scratch over to my Twitter and kind of give you the exact count. I'm at 921 followers on Twitter, and so my goal was to get past a thousand before the end of the year. That's probably going to happen. That's pretty good, man. If only if only all thousand of those people bought into your campaign, you'd never have to ask another soul to to back you ever again. I mean, hell, if uh, (laughs) if I had a thousand followers and each one of them gave me a dollar, that would pretty much like I I, well this campaign my previous campaign was a thousand dollars. This one because it's color and uh, you know kind of more more expense you know things prices have kind of risen. I'm gonna have to do like twelve or thirteen hundred dollars. So it's like if everyone just give gave uh, a dollar, I mean heck two dollars, I would be well funded and probably hit a few few uh, a few stretch goals. Uh, free tip, everybody, when you crowdfund, and don't forget to make a tier for tip jar. Mm-hmm. There are people out there that don't want shit, but they will be willing to help you, even if it's just a dollar. How do you think all them SP, SP, S, well, SPAC gurus out there get all the money for all the pets that probably don't even see 20% of it, but they still get the money? So. Yeah, that's why That's why I always uh, try and make sure I have a digital tier. Like, I know... Uh, some of my some of my colleagues in the indie scene they they don't really like digital for one reason or the other but like I feel like it's a good thing to kind of put out there especially for international customers because like 
you know, uh, international shipping for physical book can cost like 20, 30 bucks. And, you know, I don't blame people for not wanting to pay 20, $30 to ship a $10 book. You know, I don't, I don't blame them. So that's why I offer the digital tier and, and for the people who, who want to support me and they, they get a digital copy out of it. It's, it's, it's great. Well, we put it up for 20 or $30, but when they're looking at it, they're looking at the conversion rate, which if you're in the, <laughs> I mean, that's, you look at almost 50 bucks for shipping on a book. And it's just like a, a regular 22 page, 22 to 32 page floppy. It's nuts. You got to be a really dedicated fan at that point. Yeah. Like, if you're that dedicated, thank you. Um, yeah. I, I, but I that's why I do that. the digital. So it's like $5, you know, my digital tier is going to be $5. And you know you, you get you get a digital comic and whatnot and and yeah you get to support me and get a digital comic out of it it's all good. It's cool, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know, man. If I had somebody back me from international, which you know I'm not doing on my campaign, uh, just because I want to avoid the, the the mail hassle, especially with Amazon coming out on on uh, on issues like having troubles with FedEx and UPS ground shipping canceling orders at the end of the month for for those that they can't maintain you know the biggest retailing company in the world mm-hmm. maintain shipping so yeah if yeah, they're they're gonna have problems shipping that means we're about to go back into this whole you know bar just stuck in the canal shit containers off the coast of la nobody unpacking anything yeah i'm, I'm like, actually working but- with with someone for fulfillment and uh like our international shipping is going to be $25 minimum. And even that's probably not like, like that's probably going to cover most of it for some places. I'll still have to, you know, cough up more money, but you yeah. know, I, I just, you know, yeah, I, that's kind of the issue that I ran into where it's like, I got one of my fans. He, he's a really cool guy. He's from the Netherlands. He bought a comic and I went to the post office to ship it. And it was thirty. It was like oh, da- damn near thirty dollars a ship, and I just didn't have the money on me. So, so like I, I feel like I'm embarrassed because like he ordered a comic, and it's I'm literally looking at it right now. The guy's in the Netherlands. He's a really cool dude, you know. So like I gotta wait till uh, I, I got a convention coming up. I'll probably be able to ship it out then. But like all he did was order like a ten dollar comic. So he's he like he's paying forty total. No, well, actually, no. I think that his shipping was like fifteen dollars because I was stupid, um, and uh, I really underestimated the shipping. So like, he's paying like twenty five dollars, you know, yeah. and it's still for a ten dollar book. You know, it's it's ridiculous. Um, so like, I don't blame people internationally for not wanting to buy a physical copy. I, I do not blame them. Uh, it'd be risky, man. But the way to the way to conquer the the international landscape would be to have a really good friend on the other side of the pond and and have them find you a printer and have them help you distribute your book without having to pay shipping in the middle. But Well, the thing that I'm looking for is I'm looking at print-on-demand services. Yeah. Like, well, uh, it's, a lot plan- of, it's a lot of money and faith, though. I mean, Well, uh, places like Indie Planet, they're established, they're print-on-demand. Sure, I'm getting less money per book, but like I don't have to do the hassle of I don't like, like let's say I have, I have one person from from uh, Canada who order who, who orders a print on demand book. I don't have to worry about printing one book. They ship it off for me. I don't have to worry about any of that process. Sure, I get less money, 
but like the peace of mind and the, like the lack of hassle, honestly, is kind of worth it. Hmm. I don't know. That's just those are my thoughts, anyway. I mean, there's there's more than one way to skin a cat. So, so how does how does any planet work? I've I've never had the the the, the I don't know time to I guess look it up, find out what the yeah, I've, like. I've used it on previous projects, and uh, basically you upload it to their site, and they do sell digital. Um, but you also you like you you go on their site, uh, and you order the book, and then they print it. And then they ship it to the person, so you don't really ha- even have to do anything. It's like one, it's like you know, kind of ordering off of like Teespring or Redbubble, where like you you buy a shirt, <clears> and then like the Teespring or Redbubble, they they print the shirt and they send it to the person. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, it's kind of it's basically a lot like that. Do they uh do they proof it before they send it out? Have you ever had any complaints from readers? Uh, no. Um, I've had I've had I've had some uh. I've I've held the books and um, the quality is actually pretty good. Um, if you want, after we're done recording, I I have one of the books, uh, one of my archives. I could actually show you an Indie Planet book uh, after the show or whatnot. Yeah, that'd be cool. Is it a what type of paper do they use, and is it double stitched or is it staple? It's a uh, staple saddle stitch, you know, pretty much standard. Gotcha. And the the paper is what porous or. What what did, what did what did my buddy call that the other day? It's not matte. I'm not. Is it gloss? I mean, uh, I don't. I'm not really. I wouldn't really be able to say because, like, I'm not really. Don't really know the difference between of them. I mean, I can. We can go into a video call after the show, and I can. I can uh, show it to you. From for most of my printing, there's a local place called Comics Wellspring. They 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 are not too far from where I live, and that's where I get most of my printing. And their quality is like excellent. I've heard their colors are pretty good too. Yeah, that's that's uh that's where that's where I go with my printing. Like they printed off uh um Turn Samurai issue one and two and they're gonna be handling Screecher. Yeah, Comics Wellspring, they also do a lot of stuff for like helping creators out too, right? Yeah, they're really cool and like the best part is I, I live twenty dollars I, I live twenty dollars. I live twenty minutes from their office, so I don't even have to pay shipping. Oh wow, that's that's pretty dope. Yeah, so I just drive up there and, and grab it. I'm having them do some flyers right now. Because, uh, like, I'm doing a convention here, uh, not this weekend, but next weekend. And so I'm going to have some flyers for Screecher with, like, a QR code on them. So that when people scan it, it takes you right to the pre-launch page. And the best part of any to go is that link to the pre-launch, when my campaign goes live, it just redirects you to the campaign page. So, like, even if someone scans it after I go live, It'll just take them directly to the campaign page, so those those that that QR code is still valid. So it's really cool. Hell yeah, pretty dope, man. I'm I'm still looking to plant my feet at a printer. Got my eyes on one, but you always want to know kind of what what the quality of each printer is. So well, I Comics might... Wellspring, I I give I cannot give enough of a glowing recommendation. Uh, Indie Planet, I mean, I dealt with them a few years ago. They're pretty good. Um, I, I used to deal with this guy, uh, Digital Print Universe. I don't know if he's still doing stuff. Uh, he printed, uh, some of my early comics. Those are pretty good. Um, but yeah. That's, I, I, might, miss... I might get one PDF printed at all of them and just kind of, like, compare the quality. I mean, hey, do what you gotta do. You know, that's, that's definitely a way of doing it. Well, I've been, I've been looking at, like, uh, Walmart... <laughs> 
actually picked up, uh, started to pick up comic retailers again. Or yeah. like freighters uh, for comic retail. If you go on the mm-hmm. electronic right now, you'll find books like like uh, like Red Rooster. And I think it was like Ben Helsing. Not Ben Helsing. Yeah, some type yeah. of Nora, Norrisman or some type of Viking book and a few other yeah. books. Paper on it. It's like it's like old school newspaper. It's a and some of the books look trashed and it just doesn't take much to, to screw up the inventory. And while you know, being being saddled in a retail and uh, a retail space at a big retailer like Walmart is, is is great for business on the back end for loss, it, it might not be a great idea. So Yeah, like, like honestly, uh, it's funny you mentioned like Walmart because like um like, I actually got some some big plans for my books going forward. So, with Turn Samurai, it, uh, the, it's five five issues. That's going to be the, the volume one. And so, once I have that done, I'm going to kind of redo redo it a little bit. Uh, you know, kind of like do like an HD remaster, so to speak. And I'm going to release it in a manga format. And then I'm going to try and get it into Barnes & Noble. Because my thinking is, manga is really hot right now. And, pro- and in Turn Samurai is a black and white comic and it's meant to be kind of manga-esque so like i i i put it in a manga format and more than likely barnes and noble is going to put it in their manga section and if i can get into the manga section of barnes and noble i have i stand a really good chance of making some really good money so that's my mid-long term plan of turn samurai uh, i'll still release turn samurai in like a, a trade paperback for like comic shops and probably barnes and noble as well it's just I really want to get into the manga section of Barnes and Noble. That's that's a very big thing for me. Make sure you uh you got somebody who can explain the distribution and the cost, of all of that, because you know how franchises go. When you retail something, you franchise it. Costs a lot of money to sell. Yeah, I'm <laughs> definitely gonna be doing a lot of research beforehand. You know, no doubt. Um, but that's just that's just kind of like a plan. You know. Um, because, like, I want to do, like, the mass market distribution. Because, like, trade paperbacks are really where the big money for comics currently are. I mean, floppies are still selling pretty well. But trades are really what people want now. Like, that's kind of more what, what people tend to really want. They want the trade paperback with, like, the completed story arc. Not necessarily, like, all the story, but just, like, a completed story. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because you, you, can, you can blame streaming services for that shit. That's that. That's that binge craze that everybody's on. Like, oh fuck, waiting three months to, you know, put on a new season. You should just be shooting that shit all year, so we could have all five seasons in two years. Like I, I mean, literally I- had one of my friends, you know, <laughs> uh, like I was telling him about *Turn Samurai*, he, and he liked it. And he literally said, and this is a friend, mind you, he literally said to me, uh, "Looks cool, but I think I'll wait for the trade." Which and I'm not even mad at him. Just just to, just to be clear, like I understand his reasoning perfectly. Because like with us indie comic creators, some oftentimes it's like a year between issues. You know, I'm trying to do like both. You know, my thing going forward is like turn samurai in the sp- uh, in the spring, this creature in the fall. You know, so it's like two issues, but like you know, a year between issues. So it's like I don't blame people for wanting to wait till the trade. Like I don't blame them at all. You know, I would I, it, be like, motherfucker, you know how many cool artists I got in on this goddamn book? <laughs> yeah, but... Like, one just, of these covers, I, asshole. I mean, I, I, yeah, I get... Oh, speaking of covers, oh, I got a really good cover artist. Uh, I don't know if uh, you're familiar with a guy named Zevius. 
Uh, no. Ah, uh, yeah, you should look up, up up on Instagram. He does like really cool like painted covers. Uh, right. That's who I got doing cover duty for Screecher. It's gonna be amazing. Cool. Yeah, no, I um, it's a funny story. A couple weeks ago, um, I just got done totaling up some of the costs for for Wild Honey Wish You One in my in my spreadsheet, and I got a I got a ping message on Facebook, <laughs> and uh, Francesco Tomasell from from Boom and a bunch of other had reached out and was like, hey, man, you want to cover? I was like, what? <laughs> you know who I am. Like, how do you know this is what I need? That is, uh, that is that is crazy. I don't know. I guess he was in a pinch, man. He was offering a, a pretty hefty discount on cover. So I was like, yeah, here's 100 bucks. Just shoot me a rough, and I'll pay you the rest when you finish. He's like, cool. I was like, Damn, oh. That's a, de- that's a deal. Yeah, I was like, holy shit. I was like, Francesco Tomasello is on the project. That's what's up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like I got I got artists that like I know are expensive, but like I want to work with. Like when I get to Twenty Hundred Samurai for the trade, I definitely want to get uh um uh J Michael, uh, not, uh, what's his name? The guy who did Wishblade, um uh Michael Gajinski, I think. I can't pronounce uh, his last name. I don't want to butcher. You, you know who I'm talking about? Like I want to get him. Yeah. Like. Because, like, I love the Witchblade art. I mean, I obviously, it was mostly done by Michael Turner, rest in peace. My God. Like, oh, my God, Michael Turner's art. Like, oh my, sorry. Just thinking about Michael Turner's art and just, real, just thinking how good of an artist he was, I feel sad. Did he die? You remember? Yeah, he's he passed away, like, 10 years. Or so, like, some time ago. I can't remember when, but he's no longer with us. Like, he's, like, he's oh, okay. like the main guy who did all the like the really good like Witcher like the Witchblade and, and Tomb Raider art for Top Cow back okay. in like the nineties. You sure. know, like like he he knew how to draw sexy women. Like oh my like fathom. Like oh my god, this guy was talented and uh. <laughs> You miss his talent or you miss his sexy women cover? <laughs> I mean a bit of column A, a bit of column B, my brother. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I actually don't know that name, and shame on me. I'll, I'll go look him up and familiarize myself. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm as sure. I've mentioned will. before in the past, man. Uh, make sure you have your tissues handy. In the in the last five years, I think I was reconnected with comics. I used to read them, but I wasn't like really, really big into it. Mm-hmm. I was more of a fan of like the TV shows and the movies and the and the merchandise. I never really got hooked into the, some of the bigger comics from back in the day. Mm. So what I've learned in the last five years is really just a lot of catching up and then trying to stay with some of the new shit. And I'm finding out that some of the new shit is just not shit for me. So I've yeah. been more old shit than anything else. I mean, I mean, yeah, that's kind of the thing we, we've kind of really been seeing on mass is, <laughs> is people just don't like what the modern comics are putting out. And that's really... That's really with the neat. That's really kind of where indie comics come in. Is all indie comics is doing is filling a, a void left by the mainstream. That's really all it is. Is there is a demand for comics that Marvel and DC are just simply not delivering, and independent comics are more than happy to fill the niche. You know, I mean, it's just mar- free market capitalism at work. It's literally the purest form of it. That's, that's, that's why David at Discovery is axing so many projects at DC. <laughs> Better be careful before they get sold. You know, I I, asked, I I was talking to my buddy the other night, and I asked him the same question. You know, they axed the Batman movie, because cause you like a lot of the DC shit, so I know you're familiar mm-hmm. with a lot of the stuff going on in the news. 
The oh, yeah. DC movie. Okay, from what I understand, they've axed the Batman sequels, right? Um, Superman's still on track, maybe. But they're releasing the Shazam? Did you see the trailer? I mean, it looked it looked okay. It's um, riddled with Easter eggs for, like, the future. And they even mentioned Tom, uh, Ezra Miller as the Flash, and they just axed his project. <laughs> well, no, no, well, no, they're actually really dedicated to the Flash coming out. So, like, I'm practically pretty close to the pulse when it comes to, like, DC, like, like when I do comics league, that's a lot. Actually, one of the key stuff we we cover is DC related stuff. Like I'm like I'm I'm part of like the the Snyderverse kind of crowd, you know. Um, and so, as far as I'm aware, the the Batman two is still in development. They're doing a Joker two. Apparently, um, from what I heard, I'm not saying this is for certain, but like they're casting Lady Gaga as Harley Quinn, and it's going to be a musical. So, I. And uh, Ezra Miller's Flash is still happening. Uh, they're doing reshoots. And they've been doing reshoots on all their shit, too. Like, Aquaman, they did reshoots. Now they're adding Batfleck back in the movie. Apparently, they're adding Batfleck into the Flash as well. Um, also, there's rumors that they're getting rid of uh, Amber Heard. Like, they're reshooting Amber Heard scenes and replacing it with Amelia Clark. Now, everything I just said... Well... I mean, it's 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 confirmed. Like it's confirmed that like the reshooting that Batfleck is coming back to Aquaman. That's confirmed. That's a hundred percent fact. Um, but like the Amelia Clark, it's heavily rumored, and it's also heavily rumored. Like there's been some leaks that Henry Cavill is in Shazam. Um, oh, you know, yeah, as as Superman, and apparently. They're not going to, like, fully reboot the universe. I mean, I, I'd like them to redo, the, you know, restore the Snyderverse or that kind of stuff. But, like, mostly it's probably, in, in, in all honesty, it's probably going to be Snyderverse light, where it's, like, the characters are still there. They're not strictly following Zack Snyder's plan, you know. I wouldn't be surprised if they bring him in to do, like, a uh, uh, just another Justice League movie. But, like, beyond that, I, I don't know. Who the fuck are they gonna fight? The CW took most of the big villains. <laughs> well, well, to, well. To be to be fair, it's gonna be Dark Side because like that's what they set up from the first one anyway. <sighs> Trying to make that Thanos money, they're gonna fail. I I mean, if you see the Snyder Cut, they did a pretty good job with Dark Side. I mean, they they did. They took a long ass time telling that story, though. I mean, if that was gonna be the case, why didn't they just break it up in a in a part one and two, like like they did Infinity War. Well, that was the original plan. I mean, I I, I was actually I still, um, I still like we the uh, kind of the comics league people we doing like a Snyder rewatch, and we did uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League last week, and I I pretty much said like they they could have very easily turned the Snyder cut into a three hour movie and release that in theaters, and then release a Blu Ray of of the four hour cut later. And that probably would have been fine, you know, because like there's a lot of there's a lot of excess in this movie where you can probably cut it down to three hours without too much trouble. I mean, why not? I mean, Avatar did did a was it a two disc release when it came out? And that was back before yeah. they had that was back before they yeah. had Blu-ray. Yeah, personally, I don't think the public would have would have. Uh, would have gone for a four-hour movie. I mean, three hours it would still be really pushing it, but in my mind, it would be doable. Like three hours is still 
you're still really pushing it. Like two and a half hours would be better, but I don't think you can cut out an hour and a half. Like an hour and a half might be, you, you could probably manage three hours, but two and a half hours, that's when you kind of start cutting into the quality, um, you know. See, this is this is why the industry has standards on 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 feature limits. <laughs> uh, yeah. it's 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 really it's really just just the manager. I mean, I mean, this the, the Snyder cut was always unfiltered Zack Snyder's vision. This was always meant to be the director's cut of the director's cut. So you know, it probably would have been trimmed down if it was going to go into theaters. If in in another timeline, anyway. That that's my theory. You know, could have went another direction then. I mean, it's in the comic books. They lay it out for you. I just, uh, personally, with, with where DC was, they really should have just done more movies. Like, there should have been a Batfleck movie. Um, maybe maybe even a Flash movie. Um, Aquaman, I think, after... Like, the way the Aquaman we got, I think, actually works, being it after Justice League. Um, but, like, uh, Flash would have been fine. And then... Because, like, I really, the thing I like about the Snyder Cut is it's really a cyborg movie. If you're really kind of, like, if you watch the movie, it's very much a cyborg origin movie. And I actually think that works really well for the movie. So having a cyborg movie before this is not really a good idea. But a Flash movie and a Batman movie probably would have been a good idea. Eh. Still had canon issues, especially with their TV shows. Well, the TV shows are in another universe, so that doesn't really matter. <laughs> and hence why it failed. And it was rushed to compete with Marvel. You never do anything in competition because you don't have something. I mean, yeah. You know how many you know how many animated movies they've had that have seen like almost 100 million dollars in revenue over the last 30 years? I mean, yeah, Mortar Brothers really kills it with their animated movies like have you seen some like a lot of their directed directed video movies are really freaking good. Oh yeah. The uh the the last Catwoman movie? I thought that was better than the Batman movie. <laughs> I mean I did, because the romance was there. And in the movie it was just awkward. It's like Robert Pattinson can't kiss anybody but Kirsten Dunst. Whatever <laughs> the hell her name was. Stewart. Kirsten Stewart. It's like, what? So you miss your mom and your dad, bro. I feel what? like uh I feel like um, the Batman was 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 like really good for what it was, um, you know, like it was dark and gritty and whatnot. Like I actually I like that that like that style of Batman, and it I really kind of just dug its vibe and whatnot. The Commissioner Gordon and the car that was my favorite parts of the movie. Yeah, like honestly, when it comes to like. Uh, that version of Commissioner Gordon, like I, I, I pointed that so many times of an example of, it's not that you cast a minority for a white character, it's that they don't fit the role and they get shit writing, because that actor was perfect for a Jim Gordon character. Like Absolutely. when, when, I, when, like I've seen him in a bunch of other stuff, like Westworld, Hunger Games, and as soon as they announced him as Commissioner Gordon, I'd be like, okay. Yes, that's that's I'm all, I'm all in because I knew I knew the actor and I knew kind of his style and I knew he would be perfect for Gordon and he was, you know. It's the same thing with like uh, 2003 Daredevil. You cast Michael Clark Duncan as Kingpin. Sure, the Kingpin is white, but Michael Clark Duncan is perfect in every way but his skin color. He's like honestly, I think Michael Clark Duncan is a better Kingpin than Vincent D'Onofrio. Like I'm gonna get hate for that, 
but I don't fucking care. Uh, that's questionable. It's questionable. I think, but like, looked- as far as, as far as intensity and presence and just pure frightening and, and factor, I think uh, oh, Duncan absolutely. is so good. Oh, absolutely. But as far as character-wise and, like, multi-dimensional, yes, Vincent D'Onofrio is, is better, but that's more material. I think Vincent D'Onofrio got better material to work with. Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, look at the writing. And, like, what, what did that movie come out? 2004 versus, you know, the Punisher series, Spider-Man. Yeah. And then, Personally, I like 2003 Daredevil. I think it's it's... I mean, obviously, it's not the greatest movie, but I think it's fine for what it is. You know, it's like a good 6 out of 10 movie kind of thing. Affleck did a badass job at Daredevil. I don't know what the hell he was talking about. Uh, I can't wear spandex no more. I think he got <laughs> a shit director. A shit director. He didn't know nobody else besides, uh, what was it, Jennifer Lawrence? Well, he got a wife out of that movie. I mean, the problem with that movie is they cut out a half an hour. They cut out an entire subplot. And they kind of chopped the movie up, and it didn't really make as much sense. Like, if you watch the director's cut, where it's, like, that whole subplot with, like, Coolio, like, court case and and whatnot, it's actually a pretty good movie. You know, like, it actually makes a lot more sense when you watch the director's cut. Uh, I, thought, I thought it was a missed opportunity to have a, to have a crossover back in the day. I wrote that article on Fansided uh, a few years back that, that talks about you know the miss the missed opportunity of crossing over Daredevil, and then they had the the Hulk not too long after that, and they had that Ghost Rider. They could have pulled something out of their ass because it wasn't it wasn't too far away. What it was like four years away from Iron Man. I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, uh, but, fun fact: Did you know that at one point Wolverine was supposed to show up in Spider Man, but they quote unquote lost the suit. And the Punisher shows up uh, as, as a cameo in Spider-Man 2, by the way. What? Yeah, go back and watch the scene where uh, where uh, Mary Jane is running away. In the park, you'll see uh, you'll see uh, the Punisher looking out back at her. From, from the original Punisher movie that came out? Yeah. That actor? Uh, I'm pretty sure, yeah. Man, I'm going to have to go watch him. Like a TV later. <laughs> I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, some also fun facts. Um, when they were doing the Avengers, uh, at one point, uh, they were going to put the Oscorp Tower in the New York skyline, but they ended up not doing it. Well, that's because they didn't own. Uh, they didn't know. They didn't own Oscorp. That was all Sony. Well, they were friendly. That's that's kind of the list. Like, did you know at one point, top, uh, Andrew Garfield almost became the MCU Spider-Man. Like, uh, when they were in talks, uh, with, with, like, when Sony and Marvel were in talks, there was actually a point where they were discussing having Andrew Garfield, having all the amazing films, be retroactively considered MCU films. Yeah, I remember that, that conversation. They were rumors, though, but then... And you know what? It probably would it probably could have worked, like, honestly, because, like, those films were sm- small-scale enough that you could say they were in the MCU and just, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but then some asshole came along and was like, "Well, we want we want a Spider-Man that can grow up with our current audience." Do you know why there was never an Amazing <laughs> Spider-Man three? Because uh, because I... Andrew Garfield was doing an event in Brazil with the head of Sony, and he got sick and he had to cancel the event, and the exec was so pissed that he canceled Amazing Spider-Man three. Are you serious? 
as a heart attack. You can't send a white boy down to the South 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 American jungles and not expect him to get sick. There's so much shit down there. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, yeah. I'm not, I'm not being a racist. Because that's the thing. Now. Amazing Spider-Man, it, it didn't do gangbusters, but it did pretty decent numbers. So, like, a third film was would have been a reasonable thing to do. Like, you know they were there at one point developing a Spider-Man 4. Like, you know that, right? Yeah. Like, they even they were even working on a game, for, like a video game for it. I know they were working on a Sinister Stick, Sinister Six. That was that was the goal, anyway. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping that like uh, with with No Way Home, guys. Oh wait, Andrew Garfield was actually a good Spider-Man, and oh, he still got it. I'm really hoping we get an Amazing Spider-Man three, and I really hope that like Sony's Spider Verse, they just say it's like the it's like the Amazing Universe. I really hope like kind of retroactively. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta send you a link. I watched a video the other day, and it was, it was this film group. I think they were in L.A., but they filmed a, they filmed an eight-minute fan film of uh, Andrew Garfield going back to his own reality, but he ends up going, going to Spider Gwen's reality. Oh my God! Like I actually want to see that because, like, I could just, I could just see it's like uh, Gwen, like his Peter's in his bedroom. Gwen walks through. It's like, and it's like. Gwen, Peter, they say at the same time. And it's like, <laughs> you died. Then they say that again. And then they, and then they like and they say, you died in my arms. Yeah. You know, and like, yeah, I would so. actually really like a movie, you know, where it's like Spider Gwen, like it's Emma, 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 Emma Stone um, as Spider Gwen, where it's, it's not their universe, but like they fall back in love, you know, kind of thing very funny you say that it's very much in likeness to what you just said but it's only about eight eight minutes and 15 seconds long. <laughs> it's it's I, really it's really cool though man they, they their chemistry it. carried those movies like that was they carry their chemistry carried those movies on the on their backs like seriously yeah yeah but <laughs> age doesn't carry very well so to pick up where they left off would be we'd have to we'd have to throw some 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 deep fake technology in there. I mean, not exactly. I mean, I think uh, if you watched uh, No Way Home, like he talks about how like he got dark, stopped pulling his punches. So like, I mean, sure, he's got some emotional catharsis now, and he's kind of back. He's kind of on his trail of being Spider Man again. But like, I think it would be great, you know, like ten years on, it's it, you know, and like he's 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 back in his own universe trying to be better, but like he still can't really let Gwen go. And then all of a sudden, Spider Gwen appears, you know, and it's, you know, and, the, and so that that story kind of plays out, and he helps him forgive and whatnot, you know, forgive himself. Hell no, man! I want to see a Spider Man go off the rails. Not 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 Ben Riley off the rails, but more than Ben. <laughs> I was like, like amazing, what? amazing Spider Man Clone Saga Part Fifty Three. <laughs> Like like what like a what if what if Frank Castle was Spider Man? Like what if what if Frank Castle got bitten by the radioactive spider? Dear, yes, dear dear God, please no. <laughs> Vengeance Spider, that's my pitch. Marvel, fucking call me and give me a job. I'll start tomorrow. Vengeance Spider, <laughs> that'll be a cover that sells hotcakes, hotcakes and hot tamales. Everything you need for your fan to have a, a really really horrible time in the bathroom yeah let's not say so, we did 
but but they won't regret it. They won't regret it like you're okay. I was, that was good. That, I would I was about to say something like really freaking vulgar, so I if I stop myself, you should thank me. Oh. <laughs> that'd be a, that'd be good though. It's, don't you don't you get tired of picking up comic books, man? You you read about people always overcoming these challenges. I want to read about somebody who gives into the fucking darkness. I know, I know there's a lot of that shit out there too, but like, it's just too sunny outside. You know. What I I'm mean, I, I mean, honestly, <laughs> I, I'd argue the opposite. Like, we got we got shit like the boys. We got like all, everyone wants to be like so fucking dark and like edgy with their stuff. Honestly, I think we need more positive stuff, and that's honestly what I was trying to do with Screecher. Like. Sure, he's like Batman inspired, but it's a bit more positive. It's more uplifting. It, it's it's not it's not like you know I, I'm Screecher. I'm trying to free my father. You know, it's more like I'm Screecher. I'm trying to free my father. I'm going to do whatever it takes. You know, it's it's. I think it's we need now more than ever. Uh, to quote to quote uh, Agent Coulson, a little a little bit of a little moral fashion. Great. So we need to keep, we need to create a, a vigilante. That believes in rainbows and brighter days. I mean, I'm not saying go that swing that far on the pendulum, but like, no, wait, wait, wait. He he has to kill all of the heroes and villains that don't believe in rainbows and sunny days. Uh, that sounds a bit authoritarian, too authoritarian for my taste. Wow, you just said we needed more brighter days. <laughs> we can't that, take that... those brighter days. That's some po- that's some toxic positivity right there, brother. You're you're you're, you're literally masking your darkness with sunshine, and I, I for one will not stand for it. Oh come on! <laughs> it's not like they don't do that in comics already. Oh oh that 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 I have no doubt. There's no way they don't do that to sell books. Can't, can't believe it. we can even we can even make we can even make. The rainbows, the shots. Like it shoots like ethereal rainbow energy or something. That reminds me of this one like bonus weapon for like the FPS where it's like right. literally literally a unicorn <laughs> that like shoots rainbows <laughs> out of its ass. That is literally a weapon in a video game. And every oh. time you do it, the, like the unicorn just like it, it, it tilts its heads up and like screams in pain. Every time you like, because like you're shooting rainbows out of this, it's like you lift its tail and it goes, ah! you know, like, 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 the, like the goat videos. <laughs> yeah, like, like, oh my god, like, so we just need to call Deadpool and he just needs to kill the comic universe. That that just needs to happen. There we go. We'll have rainbows and unicorns then. All right, I'm gonna send you uh, send you a video. Uh, of, of exactly what I was talking about, like, all right, I, I'm sending it to you on Messenger right now. Check that out. It's 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 some wild shit. Just kind of thumb through it. It's like it's... every time I interview you, Nick, you always make my episodes explicit. <laughs> Sorry, uh, that's okay. That's okay. <clears throat> but like, it's just just I, I, like just check out the video real quick. I want like people to hear your reaction. Um. You know, you don't have to watch the whole thing. It's like a minute forty-three, but just like, just, just, just look at it. <laughs> Red faction Armageddon unicorn gun. Okay. It's just, it's just like, 
This is what you're talking about. This is exactly what you were describing to me. Like when you're talking about like deadly rainbows, this this, this is what what I thought of. Can can you can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. I've never played a video while recording just sounds, so we'll come back <laughs> if it cuts me off. Okay. Oh my gosh. We're on we're in uncharted territory here, people. <laughs> hear me no i couldn't hear you <laughs> oh man okay so i guess i can't you know watch videos but what's said. your reaction from it <laughs> oh he walked around for a minute and then i was just like shoot the damn gun man and he lifted up the tail and went <laughs> burst out laughing it's like it's not so it's like when you were describing that thing previously that's what i thought of that's what i was thinking of that's 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 hilarious i was thinking of like a goat scream you know that big, oh, uh, that the, no, no. the popular one. I can't do the goat scream, man. I'm not no, even. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I want to go play goat. No, I want to play goat. No, I want to go play goat simulator. <laughs> that game is so stupid. I remember yeah, buying really that on is. Xbox like four years ago, at, like two ninety nine. I got all like all the skins for it. Like you can dress it up in a dinosaur suit or a shark, and it's, and you just it's it's basically a physics manipulator. <laughs> It's so good. It's a great way to unwind and waste about 40 hours at one <laughs> sitting. <laughs> it definitely makes the time go by. Oh, yeah. shit, man. Well, uh, I, as always, man, I had a good time talking with you tonight. Yeah, speaking uh, of time going by. Yeah. <laughs> good segue. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, <laughs> All right, fine. Click. <laughs> Uh, Screecher, Screecher will be on Indiegogo, I would just say October 5th. October 7th. 7th. Fuck me. Um, October 7th. That's your wife's job. <laughs> it is. <laughs> um. <laughs> God, I need to get a MIDI so I can do, like, sounds. A soundboard? Like, yeah. Just, just for sounds. I'm like, <laughs> call, call, it the, call it the, I only have this because uh, Nick is on board. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Nick board. <laughs> sure, for simplification's sake. Uh, but anyway, uh, uh, good time. Screecher will be uh, on Indigo October seventh, as usual. Links will be in the screen notes or, or in the in the in the in the show notes. I, I, mean, I don't if you want really to know. The notes. If you want to scream the notes, it might be a little bit tough on your throat, but you know, so I was take care of it. I, I was trying to stay in theme, but it failed because I had a popcorn <laughs> kernel in my throat. You have failed this city. I have, uh, and not for the last time, and that's why people keep coming back. <laughs> Who to watch this motherfucker fill up? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't know if anybody reads the show notes. I, I do work really hard on them. Uh, it is yeah, you should go job. read the show notes because he puts in a, a lot of hard work for you guys. Like he, this, <laughs> this guy cares about his fans. You really, uh, you, uh, I'm trying to guilt your fans into read the show notes. Like, you really, you guys really need to read the show notes. Like do it, do, don't do it for me. Do it for yeah. him. 
Yeah, it's it's not like I can afford a twenty thousand dollar website where all I have in the show notes is like the link to that site that takes you <laughs> to the twenty thousand dollar webpage that sells you twenty thousand dollars worth of crap that I just don't feel like making or bothering with. So sounds like a way for twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, it does. So I just I make it a resource for creators. I, I link people to other creators' resources, and then I don't sell anybody anything. I just want them to listen to my show. So <laughs> what you can do. Can I have my $20,000 back that I didn't actually spend, but I'm demanding a refund anyway? Talk to my lawyer, which I do not have. All right. I'm going to spend, I'm going to spend $40,000 on a lawyer just so that I can maybe get the $20,000 back. I'm so smart. That's a, that's a four, that's a, that's a five, five D two million IQ move. I smart. We should just roll D20 on it and call it a day. Well, that, that would, that would be a net fail right there. So I lose. Go legal system for being for the people. Um, you can go listen <laughs> to this show by going uh, to comics and the letter N pop dash tarts.com. And as always, thank you for listening. My name is Inevitable Mike. This is Nick Gibson from Phoenix Press. Keep screeching on, everybody. See you next peace. time. Hello, my name is Michael Nunley from Omen Comics and Revelation Comics. I had a great time on Comics and Pop-Tarts podcast talking about making comics on that long and windy road it takes to make them. I recommend this show to anyone who wants to give a little bit back to the community and for creators, maybe learn a little something about making comics.